And we are recording. Um, good morning, everybody. I know it's been about two, two and a half weeks since the last podcast, uh, last uh, video too, um, where we finished off our macro kind of very brief breakdown on proteins and carbs. And today I bring you the last installment before we have a very special episode um, coming this week um, with, a, with a very awesome guest. Uh, I won't give anything else away. But today we're going to be talking about fats. And um, listening, or if you're watching, you're going to notice that I am joined by a very special guest today, my two-year-old daughter, Hunter. Hunter, say hi. She's waving. Okay. Anyway, so today we're going to talk about fats. Um, the macronutrient uh, lipids, as they're kind of more scientifically known, or just plainly as fats or the fat sources. Um, and if you're watching, if you're watching, I've actually got a board because for me, my, my brain does visuals better and there's a lot of color coordination and you may not be able to see like all the words. However, like I, I kind of want to want the visual to be there regardless. Um, all right. So very, very quickly, if we're going to talk about fats, the basic sources you need to understand that they're going to come from, and one of them is kind of obscure, but it makes sense. The basic sources are red meats, so you're getting your protein, and they're typically higher in um, fats, but they're dietary fats, so they're actually good for you. Chicken skin, that's the obscure one, but it makes sense, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, dairy, any dairy product has fats in it with some other um, nutrients in it as well. Butter lard or other oils and those break down to co coconut oil olive oil palm and vegetable oil um of course we kind of like in that order the olive oil and the coconut oil are typically uh, better for you palm and vegetable just kind of depends uh, of course we see most um like pan lubricants are like a pam or like a like a veggie oil again not totally bad but um, definitely on what I, my opinion would be kind of the lower end of the spectrum, but everyone's balling on a budget. So I completely understand the other sources will be avocados and nuts, um, as kind of more of the, the heavier hitting, um, basic sources. So out of those, what are then the best choices? And I understand if you're watching that there's a glare, um, just because of the sun. So I'm going to do my best here in the office, but the best sources to get your fat nutrients. Um, and this is also outside of like being a dairy person. So me, I'm, I'm like slight, slightly lactose intolerant. So me and milk do not go very well together. In fact, I feel like the one bowl of cereal I had this weekend is still jacking my stomach up. Um, maybe it's not true, it's just how I feel. Um, so the best sources legitimately for your um, fats to get in every day are either gonna be Avocados, like being almost the number one on any list you can ever search, avocados are going to be in the top three somewhere. Cheese or other kind of dairy products, but cheese is going to be the better one. Um, these nuts, um, just kidding. Um, it's going to be nuts. Uh, almonds, fantastic source. Um, if you honestly, so much of this can be found in a Google search, like so very quickly. Like if you legitimately care about your nutrition and you want to understand more, you are, you are literally a few words and a couple clicks away from having all the info you need. And that's pretty much what I used. I used my own knowledge and I used Google and found all the medical sources I could. So avocados, cheese, nuts, dark chocolate, 
fantastic source. It's also got some great antioxidants in it. Great for the, great for the body. Whole eggs, because if we go just egg whites, we're going on the larger spectrum of proteins. Um, but a whole egg with the yolk, it's a good source of fat. Like don't discount it. Like good. Like my, my typical breakfast is four eggs and four egg whites or four ounces of egg whites. Like that's my balance because I want to pump that protein. Um, and then I have like, uh, like half cup or a third cup of, uh, oats and then fatty fish, uh, fatty fish. So a lot of fish, uh, typically isn't very high in fats, but if you're trying to bump the fat content up, um, in your daily, uh, eating habits, then looking at the more fatty fishes. All right. So going into, you're digging through my, my drawers, aren't you? All right. So out of all of that, what do we then need to understand as fat content? Because there's so much out there that we hear and you read on the labels like trans fat, saturated fat, unsaturated fat. And here's the thing. It's kind of, at first it's very confusing, right? Because especially on the military side, when you hear something is sat, it means it's satisfactory. If something is unsat, then it's unsatisfactory. However, in the world of lipids or the world of fat nutrients, you need to understand that saturated fats are bad. And I've got them right here. Saturated fats are bad. Why? Because they're unhealthy because they lead to having trans fats or what is called trans fatty acids. Can you point with me? They're solid. So this is kind of key indicators. They're solid at room temperature. So fats that kind of stay congealed as fats at room temperature. Um, so like most stick margarines, okay, think about that. Canned cheese. Now you gotta realize cheese at room temp starts to actually like get really, really soft. So again, cheeses aren't wholly bad, but they aren't wholly good. So everything in moderation, right? So unhealthy trans fats. So what happens when we have too much saturated fat in our diet? I'm, yep, I'm gonna need your finger. It increases the risk of heart disease, heart disease. How does this happen? So as we've always talked about the last two macronutrients of understanding digestion and absorption, right? So most of everything happens in the small intestine. So in the small intestine is where a majority of all nutrients are absorbed into the bloodstream. What happens when trans fats or saturated fats are, are absorbed in the bloodstream? It raises our, oh crap, what was it called? It's like, it's, it's the HDL. So it's like high, it's yeah, high, high density lipids. What does this do? So if it lowers those high densities, which is good for you, what it's doing is it's raising the bad cholesterol in our bloodstream, which then will affect our heart. It's going so that we always hear, we've always heard, this is a, this is, this is a day and age where there's so much info out there. So bad cholesterol raises and increases the risk of heart disease, which is the leading killer. Again, leading killer in adults. We need to be taking this seriously, okay? So I did a quick, and again, I did a quick Google search when I was doing this research on, on fats, right? 
and it, I love how Google gives like, you know, you, you type in a question and then it gives you like a little block where there's some drop down menus, right? And if you've never done this before, the more drop down menus you kind of, you hit to get that answer to that question and it gives you a source to it, it further increases the list of blocks that will further almost guide you in your research. It's super fast. I wish I had had something like this back when I was in college doing research. But here's the thing. So raises the increases the risk of heart disease and it's the leading killer in bad cholesterol. Okay. Well, what foods are high in trans fats? So the bad, again, the bad fat sources. Okay. Baked goods, cakes, cookies, and pies. Now I would caveat this with these are goods. These are baked goods, typically not baked at home, but also probably some of you have some family recipes that I'm not saying mess with them, but really look at them. Like, Again, if you're making baked goods every day or every other day and you're literally consuming all of it, it's probably a bad thing. But if you're saving it for like, hey, that birthday, that, that's once a year, this isn't going to completely murder, murder you, okay? But baked goods, shortenings, so that's like lard and butters and other things. You got my little book. Oh, you're showing them my, my, my deadlift numbers? Yeah. Microwave popcorn. And again, we're in a new day age where day and age where, you know, we can pick a lot of the popcorn that we can bring into the home. Again, movie theater popcorn. I'm gonna tell you right now, not good for you at all. That buttery, salty film it leaves in your mouth. Yeah, that's not a good thing. Um, kettle corn. I'm, I'm a, and I say this all because I am a sucker for kettle corn. Okay. I love kettle corn, but I also like, uh, was it the, the skinny popcorn? I've had that once or twice. It's super good. All right. So moving on. So microwave popcorn, frozen pizza. Guys, trust me. Anyone that knows me knows I love pizza, but my wife and I have these awesome homemade recipes, you know, for the dough and everything else, but just stay away from frozen pizzas. Like, again, there's a lot within that frozen pizza, not good for you. Okay. Next item, refrigerated dough, such as biscuits, rolls, everything else, guys, the way a factory makes these baked goods that you can do in your home, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to save yourself a lot of health issues. If you just learn to make it on your own. And again, you're like, well, I just don't have time or I don't have, well, if you don't have time now to take, make your body a priority, you will suffer in the end. And you could possibly kill yourself in a health in a health related way. And again, I don't mean to be doom and gloom on this, but this is very serious. And I don't pull punches on this podcast. And if this offends you, you probably need to go listen to another podcast. Okay, so moving on. Um, biscuits, rolls, fried foods. I literally should just need to end it there, but I'm gonna go into it such as French fries, donuts, fried chicken. Literally what I'm gonna say, anything that goes through a drive-thru. Please do not be consuming most of your daily goods from either the drive-thru or your daily foods from a drive-thru or the gas station delicacies, as I used to call them when I was do doing landscaping. And again, I say all of this because I've been there, okay? I've had to ball on a budget. I've been on the lower, I'm, shoot, we're still on the lower range of things, okay? But we're working hard and we do try to make a lot of things a priority for ourselves and for our, and for our kids. I've got two little girls and anyone with kids out there or even like nieces and nephews know that like they are always watching you. They're always listening. They're always doing everything they can to be just like you. 
So if you show them the bad example, in the end, you're possibly shortening their lifespan or you're going to cause them greater health risk moving on. Is that what you're showing them? Okay, you're doing such a good job. Last things, non-dairy caffeine creamers and stick margarines. So these are all hot foods that are high in trans fats. So I'm gonna jump quickly over before I address the, the kind of, I'm gonna address the, the unsaturated fats, which are the good fats. Again, unsaturated fats are the good ones. Why? Because they're high in omega-3s. So with that omega-3s, we can also take a fish oil pill. Fish oil pills are fantastic for decreasing any type of risk of heart disease, as well as they're just good for joints. They just make you feel good. Is that my hand sanitizer? Okay, you better put some on your hands. I don't know what you've been touching. But don't put it in you your gotta, eye. You gotta lift it. And don't put it in your eye. Yeah, don't, don't put hand sanitizer in your eye. That is really good. Don't drink it either. Doesn't help. Tastes nasty. All right, so unsaturated fats are high in omega-6s. Why is this good? Because they will counteract the omega-6 that comes from very high fatty diets or bad trans fats. Those are high in omega-6s. So we need omega-3s to counteract that. Yeah, that's the lighter. Let's not touch that. Now, why are omega-3s essential to having in our unsaturated fats? Why? Because a lot of them are not made in the body. We cannot produce a lot of the omega-3s our body needs to function. It's a drinking packet. It's for juice. doesn't taste very good, though. It's probably old. Now, typically, what I'm about to say is very diet-dependent. So if you're keto, I am going to suggest that... This percentage is going to be higher. Okay. That's the caveat. But typically we want about five to 10% on the most basic level. That's what I'm saying. The most basic level of most health organizations to just survive anybody. And I'm not, and I'm saying that because if you're an athlete or if you lead, lead an active lifestyle or just a healthy lifestyle on the higher end of certain things, five to 10% of daily intake is not going to be enough. Um, but typically it will be okay. Now, they are essential and they're not made in the body. So where do we go? We go back. So what's good? The, the best sources, the unsaturated sources are going to be those avocados, the cheese, the nuts, the dark chocolate chip, dark chocolate in general, whole eggs, fatty fish sources, the fish oil pills. These are the focuses that we need to be looking at or the, or sorry, red meats. Okay. So I got to go up. Red meats also, sorry, that should have been also dropped down to the, uh, the best sources. So biggest thing there though, be cautious with how much red meat you eat in a week. Again, I, um, just due to budget, I don't get a whole lot of red meat all the time. So I'm not eating like a steak a week or even two steaks a week. But if you have it in your ability to do so, a steak a week or even um, ground beef, not, you know, not horrible to have, okay? Just realize, it's going to be higher in the fats, which is not bad. Again, you can get lean cuts, which is great. I mean, lean cuts are going to cost you more. So again, it comes down to budget, but don't let your budget give you the green light in a sense to just buy junk by the sad, by the sources that are coming from the bad. Okay. So 
leading into the next part, so we talked about what are the, the, the bad sources and what are the good sources. So again, this came from a Google search, this next bit, how does the body get rid of trans fats? How do we do it? How can we alter what maybe path we may be on to what needs to happen? So again, quick Google search, and this is, this is a, a just one source right here. And this actually comes from a, like a children's website, right? For, for family. So this is family related. This might be uh, not too much of a shocker for a lot of people. Eat more whole foods, fruits, veggies, whole grains, beans, lean meats, fish, nuts, lean poultry. Whoa. Again, I, I don't mean to say that super sarcastically, but the information is out there. We can find it. It's an easy fix. You just have to make a choice. Next step cut back on the consumption of processed foods. Many times in the grocery aisle, in the grocery stores, what do we always hear coming up? Even in the health classes, even in all these other sources, stay on the outsides of the grocery. Now, there are things within certain aisles we do need. So to say, oh, never shop within the aisles. Hey, Bob, when you've got a family and those kiddos want some peanut butter crackers or some fruit snacks, guess what you're gonna do? You're gonna get them the peanut butter crackers and the fruit snacks, is that right? Do you like the fruit snacks? What's your favorite fruit snack? Do you know? I don't understand anything you just said. Which one? Oh, the slimy one? Oh, the smiley ones? Yeah, the smiley ones are funny, huh? And then you bite them in half? Yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> what a goober. Anyway, this is Hunter, by the way, my two-year-old. Um, so yeah, so come back, cut back on the consumption of processed foods. You know, Am I gonna force you how to change your life? No, because you have to be the one to do it. And so you have to be the one to choose to cut back on these things. But I can tell you right now, you're only going to bless your body and bless yourself for the longevity. Um, <laughs> um, and understand that not all processed foods contain trans fats. So again, do your research. It's not a hard thing. I'm here to keep it super basic, super simple. So I'm not gonna go into the super nitty gritty unless you all want me to. The next part is to read food labels, avoid foods with, oh, and so I learned this very early on in life. Again, I thank my uh, strength coach or my, my gym coach in high school um, for really pushing this upon us is read food labels. Not so much like, I mean, you need to understand what's in a food label and what it means and the ratios, and also understand that the FDA allows these companies, I think what I read to be like 10% or more off on their numbers. So understand, like I've talked about the calories to gram or the calories to gram ratio or the gram to calories ratio. So fats, actually, I need to bring this back up since I did it on the last two. So carbs, so a gram of carbs and proteins are four calories each. A gram of fats is nine calories. So this will lead into a topic uh, I'm about to cover as far as energy source use and utilization of fats. Um, so I looked at some, okay, so case in point, I looked at a loaf of bread, so two loaves of bread. One is more of the whole grain, whole, um, whole wheat brand, just very, and the other one was a keto brand. Um, and I looked on the back and I could very quickly in my head realize that, okay, like, the normal bread, the whole grain bread was like, you know, a couple grams off. 
um, as far as what the numbers were. And there's some other small factors that play into that. I was like, okay. Well, then I looked on the back of the nutrition thing uh, for the keto bread and it said 30 calories. And yet the fats in it, you know, said one. So I was like, okay, there's nine. Uh, the proteins in it was like three or four. I was like, okay, well, there's six, or maybe it said five. I was like, okay, well, there's 20. Well, again, the calories said 30 or 35. And I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm already at 29. And then the carbs in it said like seven, which again is lower than typical bread. That's fine. But if you're going to put on there that your calories are 30 or 35, and yet I just did the numbers in my head. And I, I again, I'm off, but I think in total, I'm off on the grams because um, I didn't take a picture. But in total, the calories actually equaled like 65 grams, not 30. So almost by half. And again, there's some other factors at play, but understanding what it is. So going back to reading the labels, not just for the numbers, like the metrics and understanding ratios, but understanding ingredients. So avoid all foods with partially hydrogenated oils listed as an ingredient. Why? Because they sit in the stomach and they take forever to digest or even get out of your body. Why? Because it's what I just said. How, do, how does it eliminate? Well, we need to now start eating all the healthy sources of food. We need to stay away and limit the trans fats. Okay. To wrap this up as quickly as I can. So tips to utilize or use fats, fat sources. Um, understanding higher or lower and, and moderates and the effects on the body. Um, it is the densest energy source macro. So again, this goes back to one gram of fat equals nine calories or the calorie. If we, you ever go overseas to like Europe or, or some other type of a, like European or British based uh, metric system, uh, it's kilocalories, right? So calories equal energy. So one gram, as we call it, equals nine calories of energy. Okay, that is a calorie. A calorie is an energy source. So that's why it's very important that we're getting these, these um, unsaturated fats in our body so that we have not just the densest macro, but we have the cleanest densest macro sitting in our body to use as energy. It's the densest, so that's what I'm saying. It can store as energy, it protects vital organs, it insulates, and it acts as messengers to help protein get to where they need to go. So it, it's super essential that we do have fats. We, we should not be thinking to completely eliminate fats, um, but we can moderate them depending on what our goals are. Um, and going into that as far as burning methods, so, and now I can't read my handwriting. Um, we, you know, there's the whole cardio thing of like staying in fat burning mode, kind of depending on your heart rate, you know, making sure our heart rate typically doesn't get above, you know, for depending on who you are, for the most part, kind of um, like 120 to 135. If you're getting above that, you're kind of entering more of an actual like uh, aerobic training, which is going to utilize fats and carbs. So if you're just wanting to target fats as the energy source, we need to keep our heart rate, you know, kind of on the lower end, not just like a slow walk, you know, you need to do a brisk walk, you know? So for me, active male, my typical fat burning mode kind of falls within one, 
105, 110 to like just around like 119, just below 120 beats a minute. Beats, yeah, beats a minute. Um, BPM. Um, understanding that running and cycling is okay, but if you're wanting to target fat burning or fat loss or fat spiking, you want to look at HIT training. So high intensity, oh, high intense interval training, right? So basic setups for this that I will use for clients to enter hit and then I recommend for interval training is going to be either an eight, a 12 or a 15 minute time cycle. Intervals are great to use what is called a Tabata. So a Tabata is a training module or modality where you have X amount of time every minute to go very hard out of the gate, just balls to the walls, and then a minute, and then a, an X amount of time related to rest. So what I typically like to put clients through is a 12 minute to bottom or 15, so 12 or 15. Um, eight's not bad, I just don't typically do it um, because 12 to 15 is really good for like uh, a post-workout kind of smoke, um, smoke fest. So what you're gonna do, 12 minutes, uh, and I kind of give them a minute on the front end and the back end to just kind of get on, say, the air bike or the rower or a treadmill or, you know, maybe we'll do a walk run outside if the weather's good. And what we're going to do, um, so just using the air bike as an example, is I will have them warm up for a minute. And then as soon as they're done, you're going to go for 15 minutes or sorry, <laughs> not 15 minutes, 15 seconds as hard as you can. Dead sprint high intensity, you know, whatever your ability level is. I say dead sprint. What I just really mean is you've just dialed it up to a hundred, what, whatever that means, whatever you got, you give me 15 seconds hard. As soon as that 15 seconds cuts the rest of the, the next 45 seconds of that minute, you're just, you're just back to an easy pace. You're letting the body recover. You're dialing it back down. But as soon as that minute mark hits 15 seconds, we go again as hard as you can. And we do that for 12 minutes. So again, you know, I'll give them like a minute to two minutes on, you know, a minute, minute and a half on the front end, minute, minute and a half on the back end. So in, in total, it can equal 15 minutes, but 12 minutes of dedicated time hit intervals or just hit interval training. That, that to me has been one of the greatest ways to uh, burn fat, um, maintain, some, maintain the muscle mass, but again, just kind of spike the fat loss. Uh, the other ways is just uh, either just doing a very brisk walk, a uh, very slow jog even. Um, and again, this kind of depends. Like a slow jog for me, I still sit in fat burning mode, surprisingly. Uh, for some people, small, a, a very light, slow jog spikes you into carb and fat burning. So it just kind of all depends um, on the person and the ability of where you, you're currently at. Uh, particularly just, you know, do a brisk walk, do the HIT training. And that's why I kind of, um, you know, CrossFit, CrossFit training, that, that high intense go, 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 um, those wads. So the workout of the day, um, they're very popular. Um, same with uh, studios, um, studios that focus on, um, oh, what do they call it? What is some, they, they can call it a burn. They can call it, oh, man. The studio here in town has, has like a, a cycle of something coming up. And I forget what it's called. So anyone that listens to this that goes to Studio 573, uh, I super apologize. I don't mean to forget what it's called. But anyway, you can find these at studios. You can find these at YMCA group classes. 
where they literally focused on a lot of just high intensity uh, burst training. Um, another another way to do it that is honestly my number one go to is just doing kill sprints. Just I'll I'll take say 10 minutes, I'll take 12 minutes and I'll just do hill sprints. So again, it's, I start at my starting point and I sprint up to my, my finish point, my, fin my finish line, the, the cone I put out there, which is typically like, you know, anywhere between 40 to 50 meters. Um, and then I just walk myself back. I don't have a time limit on the rest. As I walk back, I just walk myself back at a, just a, a leisurely pace, catching my breath, recovering. And that typically takes about three, you know, or maybe three times as much time as it took me to walk or to run the sprint. But as soon as I'm back at that cone, I go again. And I do this for about 10 minutes, 12 minutes. I just, I just set a timer. It doesn't matter how many sprints I get done. I get it. I get as much done as I can in that time frame without rushing my rest. That is the big part to, if you're going to do some type of hit or or hot or just big hit training, you have to understand the rest periods. Your body, because if you don't, if you don't enter those rest periods, you've kind of kicked yourself out of fat burning. You're now just, you're, you're an aerobic. So you're, you're burning both, which is not bad. So that I could probably go into a whole nother segment of how the cardio industry kind of took the science of fat burning heart rates and kind of, I, I don't want to say in a bad way, twisted it, but kind of used it as a marketing tool to say, oh, fat burning mode, which again, they're right. But if you can also dial it up, you need to realize like, you're also going to be able to burn more fats and dip into your glucose stores, which again, if you're trying to exercise and work out, isn't that kind of a goal? And again, everyone's different. A lot of people, look, if you want to do your 30, 45 minutes to an hour of, of stepping in the morning, hey, awesome. That's part of your goals. That's part of your workout plan. Cool. It's just, I have the ADD that I can't, you know, any more than like 20 minutes on any cardio machine and I'm losing my mind. So the, you know, the CrossFit games that happened a couple of years ago where they did a marathon on the rower, I better be listening to a really good podcast. I better, you know, I better have my mind going somewhere else because otherwise I'm not there. So anyway, I hope this has been a good podcast for everybody. I hope you've gotten something out of it. Um, again, those of you watching, uh, thank you for watching me and my little attendant um, go through uh, these things. Um, and if you're also uh, watching, you'll see that, you know, I've got my OG uh, lacrosse jersey in the background, as well as these sick white pants from Tribe of One. Go give them a follow uh, and a like and a comment saying that you saw the stuff from, from uh, my podcast or uh, on the page. I sell them here in the gym. Um, we're currently running a sale of buy one, get one 45% off. Uh, or wait, yeah. So uh, you'll, you'll pretty much uh, buy one at full price and get the other one with uh, 15 bucks off, more or less. So uh, let me know uh, as well as, hey, Axe and Sledge, I, I, this, this channel is not sponsored by any company we never will be but i will always give a big shout out to um, any company that i definitely support so tribe of one axe and sledge i love anything from johnny slicks they're on instagram they have a website as well uh, veteran owned um, hair beard oil 
uh, pomade. I've also got some lip balm or um, chapstick from them that has saved me through uh, the change, the different changing weathers out here in the Midwest. So anyway, thank you for everything. Also, what's not up there is my bandits jersey. Um, so anyone that doesn't know, I do play on um, a divisional uh, uh, paintball team, hoping to take that to a pretty big place. Also, I don't have anything yet a jersey wise, but uh, I am uh, an athlete for uh, off the lease lifestyle training. Um, Patty Gleason is a fantastic, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd say he's a good friend now. Good friend, good uh, training acquaintance uh, that has helped me kind of get ready for my paintball season, um, as well as kind of showing me some things to really help dial in my body for, uh, you know, that CrossFit training uh, to supplement in what I'm already doing to prepare for those type of competitions and workouts. So thank you again to everybody that just kind of, uh, oh, thanks for using my, uh, my bookmark stickies. You know, I need those later. You know, okay. Well, anyway, can you say bye to everybody? Bye. Say bye. Can you can you help me say our ending slogan? Okay. I hope everyone's doing good. Stay safe. Can you say stay safe out there? No. Okay. Well, stay safe out there. Keep your powder dry and always be ready. Thank you, everybody.